Hello and welcome to another weekly podcast from Hilltop United Methodist Church in Mankato, Minnesota. If you're in the Mankato area, join us every Sunday morning at 10.15 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. If you'd like to learn more, visit us at MankatoHilltop.org. Best of all, God is with us! A reading from 1 Timothy. As for those who in the present age are rich, command them not to be haughty, or set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but rather on God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous, and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of the life that really is life. And a reading from Acts. And now I commend you to God and to the message of his grace, a message that is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or clothing. You know for yourselves that I worked with my own hands to support myself and my companions. In all this, I have given you an example that by such work, we must support the weak, remembering the words of the Lord Jesus, For he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. May God add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and understanding of Holy Scripture. Hey, Hilltop. Pastor Matt here. Going for a little walk down by the river on this drizzly day. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for spring to be sprung. Now, there's a Norwegian proverb about the weather and can you imagine what it would be like living in Norway some people live above the Arctic Circle in Norway and they say there is no such thing as bad weather only bad clothing now I'm not Norwegian but I have my waterproof boots on so I can walk through these slushy puddles and I can deal with the weather in my raincoat here And I just feel like we are so blessed in Mankato to be able to have this beautiful river right here, the Minnesota River. I love exploring all the rivers in Mankato, going for walks around them. So I thought I would speak to you a little bit today from my heart about giving. And this is a little bit of a different message than I'll preach on Wednesday. Um, I'll have a little bit more to say on Wednesday, I think. But I'm with 10 other couples and my wife, so 11 couples total from Hilltop at a marriage retreat up in Bloomington this weekend, the Richfield, Bloomington, Edina area. And I'm sure we're going to be having a wonderful time. I can't wait to tell you about that when we get back. But today we are in part three of our series of the Disciples' Path. And... We're going to talk about giving today. So in part one, we talked about prayers. In part two, we talked about presence. You can find those messages on our YouTube page. The third aspect of a disciple, and what we take in our membership vows, is gifts. And then next week, we'll talk about the fourth one, prayers, presence, gifts, service. And on Palm Sunday, we'll talk about witness. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about this feasibility study 
and I'll get into that in just a second. But before I do, let's go on a little trip back several years. Do you remember before the pandemic? Do you remember how great life was back then when you could just go to a movie and not have to worry about if I'm going to get sick or do I have to wear a face mask or do we have to social distance, all that kind of stuff? I mean, our world had changed a lot and was going through a lot of change, but life certainly felt stable and enjoyable. And then a few months in to my time at Hilltop, boom, everything shut down. And I don't know about you, but I still grieve that from time to time. We're going to take years to figure out exactly how this has really affected our mental health, how it has affected um, our economy, the way we work, certainly the way we do church, the way we do medicine, the way we do all of our institutions. A lot of those institutions would, had struggles before the pandemic, and the pandemic only highlighted them. In a lot of ways, Hilltop was doing so many wonderful things and continues to do, we'll get into that, but, but even before I got there, in all of the years of rapid change, we were rising up to meet those changes. And we had changed some of the ways we did worship, and we had changed some of the ways we did Sunday school, and we saw the fruit of that change. And when I came in and had my first year with you guys, we were in the midst of that. Sometimes it's hard to remember, but go back there. It was the year before I got there that we passed these MCCI resolutions and went through a whole comprehensive study about how to help our church. And then when I got to Hilltop, I was like, yes, let's do it. Here we go. And I was on the consulting team, so I had had a peek under the hood already. I kind of knew where some of the pieces lay, and I was ready to, you know, take that on. And then... COVID hits and chuck everything out the window. <laughs> and now, a couple of years after COVID, I'm trying to move forward, things have changed. The church has changed a little bit, but we still have many wonderful things going for us. And we're saying, how can we pick up some of those pieces? How can we take some of that momentum and get back to some of the ways that we can have the church move forward. Now, I don't know about you, but the pandemic was a true apocalyptic moment. I've talked about this before. A revelation. An apocalypse is a revealing of something. And what has happened in the pandemic is it's revealed how churches want to move forward. It's revealed how institutions want to move forward. And people have a choice. And we certainly have a choice as well. Some institutions have decided we are not going to change. We will never change. We're just going to continue to do things the way we have always done that. Now, me personally, I feel like that is not choosing the, wisely, not choosing correctly. It's actually digging your heels in and not working through any change to meet the needs of people and where they are at. And institutions and persons that do that in my opinion, start to regress. 
We see this in a lot of institutions, not just the church. There are some churches who have said, oh, we had to do that live streaming before the pandemic, but now, now that we're all back together again, we don't need to worry about that anymore. I will tell you this, Hilltop, all of the first-time guests who have come to visit us in the last six months, and I know because I've asked them and I've talked to them, they have watched us online first. In many ways, our live streaming is the front door. And if you're watching for the very first time today, hi, I would love to meet with you and get to know you. We do that digitally. You can fill out our digital connect card at our website or you can text the number. It'll be on the screen later in the service. What we're doing right now by live streaming is actually how we greet first-time guests. That's probably way different than how the church has ever done it before. It's a new reality. And in a lot of ways, we're like, uh, not really sure how to do this, but we're trying. It wasn't that long into the pandemic, just a few months, actually, that I called the leaders of the facility team and I said, you know, now would be the perfect time to work on some of this stuff. And we all agreed that, yes, it would be, but we are not ready to do it because we have a pandemic and we're, at that time we were closed for in-person worship and only doing online worship and online groups. So we had to wait on that aspect of our MCCI recommendations. We knew we needed to do it, but in order to do it, we had to do it correctly. And so we just waited. But while we were waiting, people on those teams were working behind the scenes. We hired an architect, Brunton. We came to the congregation several times as we were going through that process. And if you were at some of those in-person meetings, you saw some drawings and in the narthex when you stopped by church you saw some drawings of some potential of what could be and part of our thought process on this was not just picking up the recommendations from what we had worked on prior to the pandemic but also with an eye toward the future how can hilltop set itself up to grow to reach new people and to and to adapt and meet the changing environment of our world, the changing environment for our families. And not to mention, we have several things we know we need to fix even before the pandemic started. We knew we had things in the sanctuary that needed improvement. We've been talking about how small our nursery is for 15 years. <laughs> so now we actually have some answers on what to do about that. And I know some of the costs and the price tags with that are large. They are, that's what it costs to add on to a building and add facilities and add square feet. And there's all kinds of considerations that go into that. We can't just say, oh, let's just pop out this wall and do something. There's a lot of code that regulates how we can do that and what we need to add. And so something as simple as just tearing down a wall over here and adding another room gets very complex. We have the answers to all of those questions because we worked with an architect. Brunton was able to help answer all of those questions. And we know that, which is why now we need your feedback. 
what are you, Hilltop, willing to do and help support us in this project? Which is why participating in this feasibility study is so important for us. Because we need to know how much of this can we do. When we set out on this project, we said, let's not limit ourselves. We need to know what everything's going to cost, what the true dollar amount is, if we could have everything we want. We know we are not gonna be able to do everything, but we need to know what it would cost because then that will help us know how much we can do and when we can do it. So part of the feasibility study is saying, how much of each of these phases could we do? Maybe we could do one of them. Maybe we could do two of them. Maybe we can really only do half of one of them. So if we can only do half, what half would we do? But the flip side of that is we didn't wanna limit God. We weren't sure what God was going to do in this situation. How much resources was God going to provide? We honestly really didn't even know. And that's partly why this feasibility study is so important for us, because it's gonna help us clarify. We didn't wanna limit God. We wanted to live into abundantly to say, maybe we could through some anonymous gift that was in the millions of dollars. I don't know if those gifts even exist out there. Maybe there was someone at church who was thinking, I wonder where I will give part of my estate. And here's a project that could go to that. But we didn't want to limit and we really didn't know the answer to some of those questions. So that's why we're doing this feasibility study. And here's the other thing. Some of it is just plain, it's time to update. The sanctuary was built in 1991. It's a beautiful sanctuary. I love worshiping in there with you every week and I can't wait to be back later this week on Wednesday to worship with you there and next Sunday. The carpet has now been in the sanctuary for 32 years. The pew cushions, 32 years. The paint, 32 years. It has that very distinct 1990s mauve feel that was very popular at the time. And honestly, it's held up looking really well for a very long time. But how long should we let it go? Should we let the carpet go for another five years? Should we let that mauve go for 40 years? 50 years? I think right now is the time to make some of these updates. I don't know how many of these updates we'll be able to do. But some of them are coming soon and we're going to need to just basically take care of some of them. And when we built the sanctuary, we didn't really understand how we were going to use that space. And now we have a better sense. Sanctuaries built in the 90s were built for one specific purpose, Sunday morning worship only. Well, we use that thing for a lot of things now. There's piano recitals and voice recitals. There's contemporary worship and traditional worship. There's multiple musicians who are part of it. We're now live streaming and broadcasting on TV. We weren't doing that in 1991. When you live stream and broadcast on TV, that means there has to be lighting upgrades. And several of the technology pieces like our screen, it's on its last leg. We've had it for over 15 years. It has worked wonderfully. But let me tell you, it needs to be updated. And when we get the new technology in that space, it will be wonderful, it really will. We will love it and it will also help our church reach new people and set ourselves up for the future. 
So in each of these messages throughout Lent, I've been asking you to take a step forward in each of these aspects, to take a step forward in your prayer, to take a step forward in your presence, your connection with God and with others at church. And today, what I really want to say is, I hope you'll take a step in that you'll participate in the feasibility study. You've maybe never done that before. If Hilltop is your home and it's been a wonderful place for you and your family, you would like to see it there for generations to come. Maybe you grew up in the church and now you have your kids at the church and you want to make sure that that is still there so when they get married, they can get married in the church. And when they have kids, they can bring those kids to the church. That's really where we're going and what we're thinking with all of this. So one of the things I wanted to say to you today was, I hope you'll take a step. And the step is that you'll call Mark Davian Associates. You'll set up a time for this feasibility study because we want to hear from you. We need this information to know how to proceed going forward. And I know the numbers are large. I know we look at some of that and go, huh, how's the church ever going to do that? I feel that too. And at the same time, I know that God generously provides for his people. It might not be in my time. It might not be in my lifetime. It might not be in the next three years. But we do have a plan. We do have a direction we're going. We have a way to reach new people, to grow our congregation, to help reach young families, to help reach the next generation, to help reach all those kids who come on Sundays and Wednesdays for children's time with Pastor Matt and his water activities. <laughs> One of these days I should uh, maybe take him down to the river. That would be fun. We could splash around in the river for children's time. Anyways, so if you could, please take a step forward by calling them, setting up calling Mark Davian Associates, setting up a time to participate in the feasibility study. They're going to be at Hilltop on Tuesday, March 28th, so you can come to church that day and you can sit down. All of this is confidential. I'm not going to know who says what. All we're going to do is we're going to get the report back with all of the anonymous information that says sort of like the total sum of what we can do and what we think we can accomplish at this moment. And while we have three separate phases of this, I didn't want to set out and say, well, there's no way we can do any of that. I wanted to say, God, what is possible? Because I know you are a generous giver. And I know when we faithfully follow you, you will faithfully lead us. And this is another faithful step for us as we move forward in generosity. So a way right now, very tangible way for you to participate in Hilltop. Number one is thank you for all of your generosity and your support during the pandemic. Hilltop is in a very good financial position. We have reserves. A lot of churches have burned through their reserves in the pandemic. We are, have strong giving by our membership and that's due to all of you. So thank you. Thank you for your continued commitment and strong giving. And now, as we plan for the future, God's leading us a bit to take another step, to step out in some sort of way. I don't know how God's going to lead us in this. I don't know how we're going to accomplish this all, but God knows. 
And I'm trusting it to his grace. I'm trusting it to his promise for us to lead us in that. And as I started at the beginning of this message with a scripture from 1 Timothy, if you're watching, I know you have been blessed. Maybe the, maybe the pandemic was hard on you personally. It was hard on me. It still is. Sometimes when I think about where we were, it makes me sad that we've kind of lost momentum in some ways, but at the same time, we've gained momentum back and we are slowly gaining momentum back. It's happening. Wednesday nights are awesome. If you're not there on Wednesday nights, come for community meal. I know some of you just come to church on Sunday. That's great. But you're missing all the wonderful things that also happen at church throughout the rest of the week as well. And all the people that come on Wednesday, if you haven't been to Sunday church, that's awesome too. So thank you for your support. And thank you for considering how much God has generously blessed you and how you can support Hilltop with that. I know, and I know you know, that it is always more blessed to give than to receive. There's nothing greater in my mind, nothing that brings me more joy as a pastor when I see the generosity of adults poured out on children. It's part of the reason why I love children's time every week. And I love each and every one of those kids. And sometimes those kids bring friends. And I don't even know what a friend's name. But I know they are a blessing. And I want to make sure we can do what's right for them. And not just my kids and not just your kids. But someday they will grow. And generations of Hiltopians before them laid the groundwork so that your kids today could have a place at church. And 20 years from now, when Hilltop is going strong, and I don't know who the pastor will be, maybe it'll still be me, one can hope, <laughs> that there will be another generation of kids, all those kids who will grow up and be adults, and they'll come back with their family and their loved one and their children. And it will be a place where they will experience God's great love and great grace, just like you have. So not only are we laying the foundation for the next few years, but for generations to come. Thanks for considering being a part of this study and calling Mark Davian Associates and participating. If you have any questions, send me an email, call me at the office. I'm happy to answer any questions you might have. Ooh, the wind picked up. Maybe that's the way God's Holy Spirit works. The wind blows where it will. So we're kind of trusting all of this whole project to God's spirit and how he's going to lead us in this. I don't know what the outcome will be, but I know if we faithfully follow him, cheerfully give from our heart, he will be gracious and generous and he will be faithful to us. Amen. Praise God for that. All right. Good to be with you. I'll be back next week after the marriage retreat. And I'm also going to preach this sermon on Wednesday, so if you want to come and hear me live in person, come on Wednesday. And next week, we'll talk about service and how we serve Christ, both inside the church and outside the church. All right, Hilltop, have a good day. Pastor Matt signing off. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another podcast from Hilltop United Methodist Church in Mankato, Minnesota. Don't forget to visit us online at MankatoHilltop.org.